0: Welcome to Lineouts by Earful of Dirt, bringing you conversations with rugby newsmakers about the greatest sport on the planet. Welcome to Earful of Dirt Lineouts. I'm Aaron Castro, your host, and I've got Natalie Costco, USA 7's Eagle, um, also national champion from Lindenwood. Is that? And. Uh, 2017 WPL champions with uh, NYRC, right?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: That's, that's outstanding. Uh, so are you from Sebastian, Florida originally, or did I get that wrong?
1: I am. I grew up in Southington, Connecticut, and then my parents had a house in Florida as well. So I kind of grew up in both, in Florida and in Connecticut.
0: Okay. Um, so you've got a cool story. You were a gymnast, and then how I read this is you saw a flyer from Indian River Rugby in high school and, uh, you know, uh, decided to become a rugby player.
1: Yeah, so actually I was out of high school already. I was a gymnast all the way up until I graduated. Um, I was supposed to go to Rutgers University, do gymnastics there. I ended up turning down the offer and training for Circus Soleil. And in the meantime, I was running maybe 8, 10 miles a day just to be in shape for the circus, and I saw a rugby flyer, and I was like, oh, I might as well do that. I, you know, I have nothing else else really going on right now besides surfing and training for the circus, so I was like, oh, I might as well. Um, I played powder puff in high school, and that was the first time I've ever did anything other than gymnastics, Um, and I loved it. I intercepted the ball twice and I had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, wow, this is great. And um, I think at the end of my senior year, a few friends were like, oh, you should play rugby. And I was like, no, I'm a gymnast. Like I would never, I would never play rugby. And that completely changed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So elite level gymnast to then, I guess, Cirque du Soleil gymnast, how does that, like, you know, you sort of see that event happen when you're normal? Right. And how, but how do you get recruited to that?
1: So a lot of gymnasts, a lot of high-level gymnasts would, um, either that went to college into gymnastics or just were, you know, high-level in high school, look into circus du because it's just something else to do once you graduate from either high school or college. Um, most gymnasts don't make it very far past college because to be an Olympian as a gymnast is very difficult um, and it's very rare. So... Um, Cirque Soleil actually looks into athletes, you know, mostly gymnasts and acrobats and whatever. And I, I've always been the type of gymnast that wasn't afraid of anything. I would kind of just go for anything and do crazy flips off the highest mat that there was, or I was always flipping around. So the Cirque Soleil life was something I definitely considered. Um, and I looked into it and I looked up all the tryouts and I was, that was an option. Um, but I ended up finding rugby.
0: So uh, how long did you play with Indian River before getting recruited to play at Quinnipiac?
1: Um, I was with Indian River for probably two months maybe. But the first week I picked up rugby, um, I really had no idea what I was doing. And when they showed me a line-out, I thought they were messing with me because I was an acrobat. I'm like, this isn't real. You guys don't actually do line-outs. Like, this is weird. Why are you guys picking (laughs) each other up? So um, then I realized, oh, this is actually a real thing. Um, but I, I ended up, uh, playing with Indian river for probably a week before my coach at the time, um, said, Oh, I think you should go try out for the USA South team. And I looked at him and I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And he was like, no, no. he's like, it'll be fine. Just, you know, get out there and show what you can do and they'll find a position for you. And I was like, okay. And that week, I think at the end of that week, I went, I drove to Atlanta, which was like an eight, eight hour drive and tried out for the South team.
0: Wow, that's, that's I'll begin. That's awesome. So, what? Where did you play with USA South?
1: So when?
0: Uh, where? Like I am Guessing that was like five or six years ago.
1: Yeah. So I played. Um, we the tryouts were in Atlanta, and then I lived in Florida at the time, and um, there was a big tournament I think in Fort Lauderdale. So I went there and played my first real rugby game ever, fifteens. And the under twenty USA coach was there, and he watched me play that game. At the end of that tournament, um, in the back of my head, I knew my coach at the time was like, "Oh, the USA coach is here." And I was like, "Oh, what does that even mean?" I didn't, I didn't really. It didn't really sit in well because I didn't really know much about rugby or what the national team was or anything like that. So he's like, "Oh, you know, the under twenty USA team's here, the national coach." And I said, "Oh, that's awesome." And, And so he was like, "Just get out there and do your best." And I'm like, "Okay." So I did. And I think a week later after that tournament, I heard from him and he gave me a call and he told me who he was and that he wanted me to come out to Atlanta again, but for an under 20 USA tryout. And at the time I was like, a hundred percent, I'm in. And he's like, just get on YouTube and look up rugby. He's like, I know you don't know how to play, but just learn the rules and we'll see you out here in three months. So from that point, I just made rugby everything. Wow.
0: That's, I mean, that's, that's definitely uh, an American rugby story. That's just, that's how continuously still so many elite athletes that make it to the national team, you know, begin rugby. So right. made it to the June women's junior all Americans. And then how did you get to Quinnipiac?
1: So at the time um, I was, I was with the USA U twenties and my coach at the time in Florida um, was in contact with, the Quinnipiac coach and he said, Hey, I have a girl for you. Um, she's really awesome or you know, he said he really talked very well about me and um she looked into me and she offered me a spot on the team and at the time I turned it down because I just I didn't I didn't think college was something I wanted to do at the time or so I just turned it down. And um that was before I made the under twenty team. And then once I made the under twenty team, uh we played I think maybe in May. And she gave me a call again. And um, I th- I remember talking to my dad and about the whole thing. And I think I was just like, you know what? I want to give college a go. And I did. And I went to Quinnipiac that summer.
0: So, I mean, you were then a junior All-American twice and then a collegiate All-American at Quinnipiac. You guys won uh, a NERA national title or did you – was it all three years you guys won a national title there?
1: Um. So my first year there, we went undefeated, um, I think, all 15 games. And then in the final, we lost. Um, That was my freshman year. My sophomore year, we were – I think we made it into, like, the Elite Eights. Uh, And then junior year, same thing. We made it into the final, and we got second against Penn State. And then junior year, I – well, the end of my junior year, um, I decided to move out to Cali and train with the USA team full-time.
0: So you were at trials trying to make the Olympic team, right, um, in summer of sixteen, The summer of
1: 2015, oh, I wow. just got contracted. Okay, okay. And, and I tore my right ACL 15 days into being contracted. <laughs> Ow. So that. Ow.
0: So... <laughs> Staying around the national team, and then you, last year, uh, I guess it's almost two years ago now, you go to your senior years at Lindenwood.
1: Yeah, so I t- so I ended up, when I tore my ACL, I was like, okay, I, I need a break, because I gave up, you know, Quinnipiac, my last year at Quinnipiac, to go play with the national team, and tore my ACL right away, so I took a whole year off of school and rugby, and kind of just wanted to figure out what I was doing. So I lived in Vero Beach. Um, That's where I first started playing rugby. And I did all my recovery there. And I had no idea I was going to go back to college. My plan was to get back on the USA team some way or another. And I gave this right ACL a whole year of recovery. And I was going to go back to Quinnipiac, but ended up realizing that if I went to Lindenwood, I'd have two more years of eligibility to play there. So – I decided to go to Lindenwood and get my confidence back up, play rugby again, and, um, you know, keep going with school and played there for a year and then got contracted again this coming year.
0: So um, you guys went to the national title in 15s. What position do you play? Scrum math?
1: In 15s? Yeah. I play um, flanker.
0: You you play flanker.
1: Yeah, I play flanker, center, wing. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I just,
0: I just, I, I just play, I play hooker and wing for some. I don't know, I don't know how. I'm not a wing. <laughs> I, I don't know how that happens, but I'm a hooker and I end up. I don't, I don't even want to know. But <laughs> um, so you play, you play everywhere except yeah. uh, except front row.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> play front row. Sevens, <laughs> I can play. I play in the forwards or the backs. Honestly. I, I like playing prop, but I also like playing center and wing. So um, I like to be versatile.
0: Nice. Yeah. So you guys lose to Penn State in the D1 Elite Final and then come back and win the Sevens National Title. Yes. So what was – I mean, that's a period of probably three or four weeks, right? Right. What, what was, like, that buildup, down, and then – you know, being able to, the recovery system to put you in position to, you know, win win it all in sevens?
1: So at Lindenwood, um, Billy Nicholas had, had us on a great program, a great setup. Um, the team we had there, we were all super close. We really loved each other. Um, so when we played in the final, we lost by three points to Penn State. We were like, no, this is not happening again. Like we're going into sevens and we're going to win this. We had that, we all had that winning mentality. And I think that's what that's what definitely brought us out on top. Um, so when we got to Sevens Nationals, there was no other option but to win. And we definitely played together, and we showed it on the field for sure.
0: So last year you went in and out of national team camp, right? How did you go – how was that – how was how did you do that? Because I, I try to talk to some guys uh, on the men's national team that are in, like, any in other pool, like Maseo Brown, and it just seems – it can be difficult to go back and forth between Chula Vista and college.
1: oh, it was very difficult, so my freshman year sophomore year junior year, I was back and forth to California probably every two months. I'd go to California for a week. I'd have to go to every professor and be like, Look, I play rugby, I love college and I love rugby, and I don't want to be I don't want to have to pick so if we can work something out together, well, I'll do my homework when I'm away um and most of my professors were very understanding. And it, um, I mean, it was stressful coming out here and, you know, training three times a day and then having to go to the computer lab and do my homework. And um, I just made it work. And eventually I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I wanna give everything, I wanna give everything to rugby. And that's at the point I'm at right now. Um, so I did that. I mean, I went from college to California all the time. And then when I went to Lindenwood, I focused just on Lindenwood just to get, you know, everything back with my confidence and be fully committed to my college team. And then once the summer came, I came back out here. And I went on the I think I went on the last World Series stop to France last year.
0: So New York Rugby Club. Yes. <laughs> how do you I mean, so how many contracted athletes uh go out and play fifteens? I mean I could see the the surfers happening pr- pretty easily, but how do you go to the opposite end of the country, you know, picking up house and playing tough rugby for ten to twelve weeks?
1: Well, um, so I ended up leaving Lindenwood and I was I was in Connecticut, and at the time, um, I'm I'm trying I'm getting my doctorate in physical therapy, so that's a big like uh mentally draining kind of thing where I needed to either pick that or rugby. So I did. I picked school fully and I was um just fully committed to getting all my prereqs done so I can get into grad school and I was like, oh I'm gonna give rugby a break, blah 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 and I couldn't do it. So <laughs> rugby um I was in Connecticut at the time, and the New York team was an hour and a half drive to practice. And I'm like, hmm, uh, maybe I'll do that twice a week. And I did. So I would go to, I was in school full time. I was taking six classes, and I would drive to New York, which was an hour and a half drive Tuesday, Thursdays, train with them, and play with them on the weekends. And I did that from September to December. And
0: then you moved back out to California for. The season. Are you going to go back and play WPL with RC, or are you going to try and pick up with the surfers uh, when you're, you know, finished with rehab this time?
1: Um, I am just hoping recovery goes well, and I will continue training, and I'm hoping to be back at the start of the season here.
0: So that's so Glendale. Glendale. Outstanding. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, you, you know, you, you talked about uh, taking time off rugby for your first knee injury, and this time it's the other knee. Right. That happened uh, in the build-up, what was it, build-up in April to Kitakushu.
1: Yeah, I made it, I made it to Japan. I went to Kitakushu, or no, I went to Okinawa. And then I we came home, and I was just playing in Vegas, and... The first three minutes there, I tweaked my other knee. And March 30th, so I, I got contracted January, this January. March 30th, I had surgery on my other knee.
0: Jeez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. That's uh, that's commitment. You gave both knees to uh, to the Eagles right there.
1: I did. <laughs> but on a good note, my right one, which I got uh, reconstructed the first time, was once it was done, my rehab was over and done with, my knee has always been so much stronger. I never had any co- any complications. So I'm keeping the positive outlook and keeping that same mindset as my left one's going to be stronger. So um, everything's going very well now. So we're just continuing and hoping that everything goes well.
0: So before Vegas, you went to – you know, you had an appearance at Sydney, and then you went with the Falcons uh, to Okinawa and Brisbane Super 7s. <laughs> What was your season like for you? How how did you feel it was going?
1: It was going great. I felt um, like everything was everything I've ever wanted. Um, I think that's a big part of the reason why I've been able to stay so positive with this injury because um, I got the first three months out here and I was really loving it. Everything was going great. I was finally getting you know, really good international play and Okinawa was my last tour and I think I played my best personally there and it definitely helped, you know, with my just with me and being able to play the game better. Definitely helped with that.
0: So looking forward to to the summer and then to the fall. So we're going past rugby World Cup sevens because, you know, uh, sometimes luck, luck is bad, and uh, yeah. <laughs> you know these tend to happen, I guess. But uh, what are your goal? What were your goals for this year? Being, you know, finally back playing rugby full time, and then what are your goals for next season?
1: So, what were my goals coming yeah. in? So my goal, my goals were to make the tours, make Sydney, Australia was my first goal, um, and I made it, and getting on the other tours, going to Japan, those were also, you know, my goals and I'd made that as well. And then definitely making every other stop would have you know was a goal of mine and just the build up to the World Cup. The World Cup was definitely a big goal of mine. Um but that's okay. We're just gonna keep going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so how competitive is uh you know the ATC? Like uh What type of environment does Richie have you guys in?
1: It's a super competitive environment. So anybody that comes from college and then comes into this environment, it's kind of like a culture shock. Just because in college, um, it's it's not so competitive. You know, you're there, you're not too worried about your spot. You're just worried about you know becoming the best rugby player you can be. And as at this level, I think at any at any level when it comes to being Olympian or, you know, the highest level you can be, it's always going to be competitive, um, to a sense where, you know, every day you're working to keep your spot. So Richie definitely does a good job, um, keeping us on our toes, keeping us working hard. Um, but it's definitely a very competitive environment.
0: So who keeps it, uh, who keeps it the loosest in camp?
1: Um, who keeps it the loosest in camp? I don't really know. <laughs> I would say uh, I think it would be, you know, it would be more of, like, our teammates. So when we're on the field in our huddles, our captains are very good with, you know, talking to us and telling us to just, you know, if things are very, you know, the energy's up and very competitive environment and you're very nervous or whatever, our captains really do a good job with talking you down and making you feel a little better.
0: <laughs> so what is the t- one tour story that you can share from this year? Cause we all know that there's tour stories you can't.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see. So Australia was awesome. Um, we got to see a lot of Australia. We stayed right on the water. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, for someone like me, I love the ocean and Um, that was definitely something I'll never forget once in a lifetime experience and just being able to play in that big stadium in Australia was amazing. Um, the fans and, you know, everything was so loud and it was so crazy and it was just everything you kind of dream of as a kid when you want to be at your best performing as an athlete. Um, we also got to go hang out with kangaroos and hold the baby koala, (laughs) which was awesome. Um, but yeah, that Australia was definitely my favorite tour so far.
0: Well uh, Natalie, uh, thank you for your time and uh, well, good luck with the knee uh, and you know you've got you've got four months, I think you'll be ready to go and uh, you know run out of the tunnel at Glendale.
1: Yes, that is the goal.
0: <laughs> this has been lineouts by earful of dirt connect with Earful of Dirt online. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Earful of Dirt. You can email us at earfulofdirt at gmail.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 720-600-2679. For Aaron, Dan, and Victor, I'm Corey. Thanks for listening.